Good day, good day, good day. Howdy, everyone. Zach and Carl, Carl and Zach, back. Carl and Zach are back. back. I like the way that that works. Um, <laughs> to talk again about a thousand, a million miles in a thousand years by Donald Miller. This is our ongoing book study, yep. and uh, we're going to try and keep this one quick because yeah. we both got a lot of things to do. But we are uh, been traveling the last couple of weeks. So Zach's been reading ahead, yes. and I ought to just make him go ahead and bring us all up to speed. But let's stay focused on <laughs> 19 and 20. So um, yeah. So uh, in the be- <clears throat> hey everyone, this is Zach. If you can hear me, uh, in the beginning of 19, uh, the author is talking about basically he had a female trainer initially who, uh, in the book, he quote to quote him uh, said that he ha- that she hated men, and so because she hated men, supposedly she always slave the author when it came to working out and then uh, the author eventually he quit and then he got another uh personal trainer but why why did he get the other personal trainer he didn't he said uh, because now he set a goal for himself to go to machu picchu and he's yes. going to have to hike all these mountains exactly and so he's like i hated that personal trainer i hated going to the gym but now i have to because i have a goal so along with that though the cool thing was the uh the second personal trainer s- slowly worked the author into exercising. He says right here, um, he started started the progress and he pedaled slowly for 20 minutes on a bike. Um, And that was it. And at the the end of that, the author was told to go home. And so he was kind of like, that's it? Like that's that's weak. That's that's nothing. I could have gone more, could have done more, could have pushed myself harder and further and faster. But the personal trainer just said, no, we're done. Good job today, go home, rest. And so later on, he's like, you know, the author keeps saying, well, hey, I could have done more, could have done more. And then all of a sudden, the personal trainer takes the uh, author outside, and he's like, okay, fine, you can take more. He absolutely thrashes the author to where the author is, like, throwing up in the alley, and he is just, he's a mess, and he's a wreck. He basically took a bite that he couldn't really swallow, you know. And so I kind of just thought that was funny from you know, the standpoint of reading the book and whatnot. But, um... But yeah, I mean, the cool thing is that the whole time this author, he's looking at all the things that he's doing now and the, the goals that he has set or the objectives that he has set in our case. Uh, he's living his story now. He's doing something, not just sitting on the couch and being a vegetable. Or I want to back up to the to the gym story. Go ahead. <clears throat> because the reason that he quit with the first trainer was because she was hurting him in terms of making him work so hard that it hurt. Right. So he quit. And he said, ah, she hates men. The second trainer, the very first session says 20 minutes of easy bike riding is all you need to do. And then the next day he goes out and destroys him in the gym. And then he says, well, I told you that 20 minutes was all you need to do. Yeah. But, you know, this is what we're going to do today. But now the author's going back. Mm-hmm. Why, is it, why is he not quitting when he quit the first time? Uh, he, I think he's honestly is learning. No, he's not quitting this time because now he has an objective. Now he mm-hmm. has a vision he has to go through the mountains in Peru with this girl to get to Machu Picchu. And if he doesn't get his butt in shape, he's not going to be able to do it. So now he's putting up with the pain mm-hmm. because he has a vision of where he wants to go. That's the whole point of that whole story. Um, that uh, he, I highlighted on the second page there, it says, this is something I have to do in order to keep a bad thing from happening. And the bad thing would be having a heart attack on the walk, not being able to complete the walk, looking embarrassed in front of a girl, all of that stuff. Or not getting the girl in the grand scheme of things. So Yeah, so now he's putting 
all of the pain is worth the vision that he sees in the future, right? So yeah. that's that's where he's going. Um, what did you think about his Star Wars analogy? I thought it was cool. Uh, it was definitely spot on. The whole the the main for me the main uh, sentence of that paragraph was. No character had a vague ambition, and basically meaning, you know, obviously right before he says he could point to any toward any major character and say exactly what the person wanted, whether it's Luke or Leia or Han Solo or Chewie, anything like that. He was able to say boom, 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 uh, because those characters were living their story and they were pushing. They had objectives, they had goals and whatnot that they not only wanted to complete, but they felt like like, like they had to complete. Mm -hmm. So that's just kind of my personal take on it. And he said that one of the reasons our lives are so muddled is because we don't, we can't say that about ourselves. We can't look at our stories or the people we surround us with mm -hmm. and say, he knows where he's going, she knows where she's going, right? Bryce, don't text us right now. <laughs> All right, chapter 20, negative turns. So this was the, uh, this was, um... A heavy chapter. Right? Yeah, this goes into spirituality, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I don't want to get too into it, but uh, right now from the beginning, but I don't know. I don't know how to lead into this because I know what happens, and it's my mind kind of, uh, I don't know, funnels in on, on just what happens. But I think what the author, can I just say what happens? Mm -hmm. So the author... Stop it, Bryce. If you if y'all been um, the listeners, if y'all been uh, listening to our, our conversations about the book and whatnot uh, over the past I don't know few weeks now, maybe a month or two, uh, the, one of the main objectives for the author to do is get in touch with his dad. In the last few chapters, he's finally you know swallowed his pride, swallowed his feelings, and said, you know what, I'm going to find my dad. And of course, he might you know drag his feet a little bit, but nonetheless, he pursues his objective and he goes he, about doing it. He feels resistance. Exactly. Yeah. So you say dragging his feet. Right. He's, he, he has all of these things that are coming up in the way, preventing him from going and trying to find his dad. Right. <clears throat> now I have a project to do, or now I want to get in better shape, or now... Mm -hmm. So he starts... All of a sudden, life becomes very full of stuff to do that's preventing him from doing what mm -hmm. he thought would be a healing thing for him. And where he is saying is, I think every person faces resistance when trying to create something good. And he starts talking about writing a book. Right, and they, and they said you have to have the discipline. You have to sit down every day. You got to write if you're going to write a book, but every day there's reasons why you shouldn't, mm -hmm. and it's that negative, it's that resistance force that comes in. But then he goes on to say that the harder the resistance, the more obstacles you have to overcome, mm -hmm. then the more important the task must yeah. be. Right, and that seems like that right right before you mentioned that last part, you know, it said. Uh, when you have an objective and then like all these the resistance comes into play and say, well, i got to paint my house now or I need to go do whatever, you know, fix the fence or something. It seems like in the Gallant View family, we have first functional emotional fitness training. And so whenever we ask the question to a veteran, you know, well, why can't I stop drinking? Your subconscious kicks into play and says, well, because you have PTSD. So it's okay to drink because you're going to go to sleep after you drink. So in a, in a form, it makes like somewhat of an excuse, I feel like, but that plays very well into into what we're talking about, if that makes sense. You know, well, hey, you know, my I, the author's saying I need to get my dad and get in touch with my dad. I need to meet him. I need to see him. I talk to him. Oh, but then I need to pay my house and stuff. So he, I don't think he's really asking himself the right question. If, and it's, I don't know. That's just me kind of looking at it from like a ten thousand foot view. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
So he goes into uh, a discussion about a friend of his who was kind of getting away from having a relationship with God because of bad things were happening. And, and her, uh, I want to say her father had passed away or something. And she had a marriage go bad. She then just, the she went to problems with her daughter. Then she went for a church. Yeah, and and went on a uh, like a a trip to Rwanda where she saw some of the things about the Rwandan genocide. Mm-hmm. And so she is she's kind of fed up with God, and she's saying, "How can you allow something like this to happen?" And when she goes to the place where she sees a massacre that happened when people had gone into a church seeking refuge mm-hmm. and the, the rebels had come in and they had just slaughtered everybody, kids, right. women. Anyway, she was ready to basically tell God she was done with him. Mm-hmm. And then it was here and there in that church she heard from God. Instead of the old anger, she felt overwhelming tenderness and sorrow. This is what happens when people walk away from me, Kathy. I brought you to this place to show you something important. This is what happens when my compassion and love leave a place. It's when people do not allow God to show up through them that the world collapses in on itself. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I talk about all the time is the concept of namaste. You've heard me talk about it. When I went to India, I talked about it at Nick's wedding last week. When you approach a relationship or an interaction with another person with the, the namaste attitude, the divine in me acknowledges the divine in you, then you're much less likely to be hateful or to be short or to do things that are more you first instead of relationship first. And so that's where, in in my reading this, this is how do you move yourself so that you're approaching everything that you do, every relationship that you have with an attitude of love. Mm-hmm. And it's a difficult thing to do, but this is, this is, I think, exactly the point that when you don't, when you, when you allow yourself to go to anger or hatred, then relationships get destroyed a lot of alcohol yeah. gets drunk, you know, um, finances go to hell, you lose your job, and then and it just gets worse and worse and worse. And then he goes on to say, there's a force resisting the beautiful things in the world and too many of us are giving in. The world needs for us to have courage. The world needs for us to write something better. Good words. So that's, we can end it there. I, I don't, we don't have to cover the last couple of pages. Okay. But uh, I think that's what we're trying to do with Gallant Few. We're trying to create something better. We want everybody out there that hears this, go check out the book, Million Miles in a Thousand Years by Donald Miller, because it's an awesome book. Finally, a, a ranger that I had given this book to a couple months ago, he finally got around to reading it. There you go. And he texted me, and he's like, dude, I can't believe this <laughs> book. It's amazing. He said, my life's already changed because of it. So awesome. it's amazing how something that simple can be that profound if you open up your eyes and your heart mm. and you, you try to take a look at doing, thinking, being something different. Yeah. All righty. Thanks well, for listening, y'all. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll be back next week yes. with uh, chapters 22, 23. Yeah. How far ahead have you read? Uh, I'm, at, I'm at, at towards 24, I want to say. 24? 24? Maybe we should go to 25 then. I've read all that. He's, yeah. he's slowing down because there's pictures. You know, Marine pictures. <laughs> yeah, I'm at 23, I want to say then. We'll go to 25 then. Okay. Cool. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day. All right. Bye, all.